Here we go then. Welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. And I am Nick the Human. And uh, cool. happy Tuesday morning to you. Top of the morning to you, our hardcore fans listening to this <laughs> in the first week of February. Uh, we made it through the first month of the year. Shit was crazy. There was something different every week to uh, occupy our minds. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I hope you all held on to your dogecoin um and <laughs> i have 80 dollars of dogecoin right now you do <laughs> yeah oh man i hate this i hate this so much as soon as wait i'm you... gonna get out of this as soon as i can okay i was I... gonna say what do you hate about it because there's a lot to hate i'm sure the anxiety that is inside yes. of you yeah it's it's too it's too toxic for me the, the anxiety is terrible i've been a stock investor for two days now and I can't handle it. This well, is you know why? too much because for me to take. When you're investing in Dogecoin at this point, Eric, I don't mean this as an offense. Like, I'm not making fun of you, but you, it's like a gambling thing at this point, right? Like you, if Normally, when you're investing in stocks, you might go, I believe this is a longer-term play than just, you know, I don't know, 48 hours. <laughs> like, I believe, unless you're day trading or whatever, but, like, theoretically, I believe in this company. It's going to do well. A lot of this is more, right? You're in Dogecoin, not because you believe in it as a currency, but because you believe, because uh, you want to make a little bit of money, right? Yeah, well, I, I, I got GameStop stock first. Nice. Uh, but I bought $50 of GameStop, uh, GameStop uh, you know, on Wednesday and went up a little bit and then they shut it down. I know. And, and like that was something I believed in because like, wait, I can make money, but more importantly, billionaires lose money. I know. It was this all- is... The greatest win-win ever. Yeah, and then and then but, Robin Hood shuts down in order to protect them. Right. So then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I can't. Like, I'm not going to sell because then the billionaires get to make their money back. Yeah. So I just have to hold this. And now I have this stupid fucking app that I I've never used before. That's giving me anxiety. I have to do something. I can buy Dogecoin. Oh my god. <laughs> well, fucking. You know, I, I gotta I gotta read more into it. I, I it was sounding like um. Robinhood did need to um, freeze because they needed do like when you're making trades like they kind of float you the money I think a little bit before the money reaches them like because you can like I was like oh, I'm gonna put twenty dollars in now I'm gonna buy twenty dollars of NAKD fuck it I want thirty more dollars and you're just like buying buying apparently they needed to like I think needed to catch up because they literally didn't have enough on hand to to trade for people but. If that was the case, why didn't their CEO just fucking say that in a clear way? Instead, he's giving all these dumbass interviews. Did you watch any of those interviews he did, like on CNBC no. or with Chris Cuomo? Yeah, he's just talking. I'm not in, anything. He's talking in circles. You like they released those stocks, but you can't buy fractional shares anymore, yeah. so I'm priced out. So I just have to hang on to the fifty dollars that I have in there. It's really fucked, man. And it's how about I saw somebody tweeted it was like. You have Elon Musk, AOC, Ted Cruz, and Ben Shapiro all on the same side of one issue. <laughs> They're like, this the, the the United States hasn't been this united since <laughs> Poke Go, uh, Pokemon Go. Someone said, 
it's, it's <laughs> Pokemon Go. Yeah, there's. Oh, what a what a wonderful summer that was. Yeah, did you you did that on tour, right? It was perfect. It was perfect. It came out about a week into our seven and a half week. Is this Phantom Arrival time? Tour. No, 2016. 2016. Oh um, wow, it was way longer ago than I thought. Yeah, it was the perfect tour activity. This was 2016 was my 200 plus show year. Oh, uh, so I was on the road like for eight months total. Even when the Holophonics weren't touring, I was doing solo tours. So it was just such a great tour pastime to be able to play Pokemon Go and to walk through random towns all over the country and see other people playing Pokemon Go and high five everyone and and catch whatever was around together. <laughs> I can truly picture the entire all the Holophonics just rolling around. Was everyone in on it? Yes. Yeah, I can just picture all the characters in that band being really I could picture like Willie being just like super fucking stoked and Harold of course like <laughs> yeah we would we would uh <laughs> scope out like parks and hiking areas whenever we would get to a new town just to go play Pokemon Go. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Oh man. Um you know what's not well I was I was going to bat before I okay there's might be some new listeners that are listening to this. I just want to throw out um before we get into any of this today We've said it before on the show, and I'm going to say it again. If Lumpy Space Princess is your favorite character on the show, we would love to hear from you. Our email is didyouseethemail at gmail.com. LSP equals hard eyes emoji. Please tell us. Um, <laughs> because we uh, we got another uh, LSP episode on our hands, um, Eric. <laughs> let's see. Yeah, let's talk let's about it. it. Episode discussion. Yeah, so Lumpy's- I loved this episode. Lump- yeah, <laughs> you did. I thought this episode was amazing. I I can't remember watching an episode that was this funny. It's hilarious, dude. The jokes and the gags were packed in there so tightly. Now, here's a question I have for you, though, is that we talked about in Adventure Time they skew tropes, and one of the tropes of a cartoon is a genre episode. Obviously, they do. They're not immune to the genre episode. We've We've talked at length about a film noir multiple times, including on the last episode. But this is a a crime. This is a law and order genre episode. Yeah, it's a procedural. It's a procedural. But you you stand with it. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not something that I watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, regularly, I I've never been a fan of those law and order type shows. But this episode of Adventure Time was such a great parody. But also standalone, just jam packed with jokes. Every single beat was hilarious. Uh, it moved so fast paced. I, I was I was laughing out loud the entire eleven minutes. I, I beside myself. I couldn't I couldn't believe how awesome this episode was. Yeah, like they really didn't miss a moment. Like they're doing this in here, a great parody of In Law and Order when they ask the suspect and the like a really specific question that's like they're working at like a convenient it's a pharmacy and they're like hey do you remember any guy coming in she's like i don't remember any guys come to think of it and like with no prompting just explains like to a t everything the guy it's kind of like john yeah. mulaney's joke he has where he talks about um bartender yeah, that's, uh, melissa Senor as the pharmacist oh it is i was trying to figure out who that pharmacist voice was but uh yeah but even during that right they take out um 
Jake is becoming all sorts of different things. That's uh, cop things. He's a cop piece of paper, and Finn is trying to write on him, and like they're battling over whether or not he can write on him, and eventually oh, he does, and he starts chuckling like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> so, yeah, so Melissa Villasenor is giving a hilarious monologue, and at the same time, there are like five or six visual gags completely independent of that. This episode is packed. Yeah. It was hilarious. Watch this one if you want a good laugh. So basically, this, the show opens. LSP busts through uh, Princess Bubblegum's like chain. No, no. Show opens oh. with some unrelated cat business. Oh yes. What what is going also on? Also funny. Also funny. <laughs> they're ho- Finn and Jake are holding cats. I thought they were dolls at first, but then it turns out they're real cats. They're role playing. Eventually, they're wearing suits and they're businessmen. And there's like wine. I, I was like, what is this? It makes no sense, and there's not an explanation. No, I just love it's it's sort of a great glimpse into what's happening between adventures. It's just them <laughs> doing shit like that. Princess Bubblegum's role in that whole scenario was so confusing because it was she was obviously there and obliging the situation. But I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure why I, I like to think that. They came over for something unrelated, and then Princess Bubblegum was attending to princess duties or science duties or something, and they were bored and just started having a ball with her cats or something. But anyway, then LSP busts through the door and says, I've been robbed, I've been robbed, and is freaking out. Now, if you know LSP is going to freak out. Nothing's going to good is going to come of this. We, we've already seen, we've covered multiple episodes where her irrational behavior causes in like almost the whole candy kingdom to burn down so wisely at this point princess bubblegum's like tranquilizes her then uh she just has that huge syringe, syringe lying around and gives her so much which i don't blame her for that lsp is just knocked out cold and has to go into the hospital so with the only the clue of um it was pizzas they something they go something. out going i heard her say pizza right away but yeah. clearly, I think I remembered that was the eventual gag at the okay. end of the episode. But. but but clearly, Finn and Jake think it's Pete, and they go to her hotel room. There's pizza, everything out. It's and again, the the gags just start because when they go to the hotel, there's a Law and Order sound happening, and then they're <laughs> going out, and and Jake gets be or uh, Finn gets Bemo out of his backpack to help with stuff. Yeah, Bemo's perfect in this episode. As always. <laughs> yeah, BMO is like great making chalk outlines. At one point, they go, hey, there's blood on the carpet. BMO, I'm going to need you to take that and do a full blood analysis. And BMO's like, can do. Which is like, BMO can do blood analysis? This video game system, boy? <laughs> uh, cool. I love it. I love you, BMO, so go for it. Right. It's like in The Creeps. Yeah. Where they what, they ask him to use his ghost sensor or something. Yes. And he, and. Yes. Bimo says, yeah, but it's not something he's capable of. No. With this one, he apparently is okay. But then they decide to like go to the, the pharmacy, was it? And one of the better gags, Jake, for the first time, turns into a car and blasts from like the third floor of this hotel down to the pharmacy across the street, and they go in, which is just... I don't know if I'd ever seen Jake do something so violent with his powers like that. Jake is out of control in this episode. Yeah, at some point, doesn't he say, I can't stop 
transforming into cop things. <laughs> yeah. He just he's addicted. He just loves it. He's yeah, he's he's having something's going on with Jake, but he's as hyper as he ever is in the show. <laughs> yeah, so then they're they're talking to Melissa Vincenzo as uh um Anne, which is the person who works at the uh, pharmacy. And she just starts like apropos of nothing. It's like, "Yeah, I remember him. His name was Pete Sassafras." And like he told me this and that and like giving all the details. And while this is happening, Jake is a pad of paper. Then Jake becomes like a policeman's hat. Jake becomes like five things, like you were saying, Eric, like a badge. Jake becomes a lot. He also becomes a magnifying glass. Um, and later I'll talk about <laughs> the most horrifying thing that Jake becomes. But uh, yeah, they, they, they go out and then they like go to catch this guy who they, is, they are convinced is Pete Sassafras. He gets on the train and they're stopped by two Candy Kingdom police officers. Is that what those blue orbs were? Yeah, I guess. Not that there's ever any indication from any other point in the show that the Candy Kingdom has cops or detectives like that. <laughs> yeah, and then they're they're on automatically stupid as all sort of cop or guard figures in this show are are always dumb as shit, right? <laughs> Like, yeah. even in Flame Kingdom, where we were last week, those guards were dumb. Obviously, the banana guards. Now the cops here are weird and dumb, because then Jake and Finn are like, no, we're cops like you. They take a lick of Jake and immediately go, yep, tastes like cop, let him go. <laughs> that's some, I think that's some uh, social commentary buried there a little bit in Adventure Time. I know. I wonder if that joke was originally bacon-related. <laughs> oh. Wow. Could have been, we know Jake likes to eat bacon, so oh. it would have made sense. Oh my god, yeah, on that, that would have been levels. one step too far, probably. <laughs> That's definitely a revision. Um, um, I love, I love, by the way, seeing some of the uh, like behind the scenes images of storyboards before they get revised and stuff. <gasps> and there's all sorts of obscenities written all over them. They're just saying like, "Fuck this character," or like, "I don't like this is some bullshit." Like like making little notes in the margins of the storyboards like before it, you know, before it goes through. Wow. Is, um, is that online? Uh, yeah, you can definitely find there. Some of them are in the art book oh, and wow. like they, they try and censor it out, but there's some, there's some that make it through. It's it funny. literally says, fuck <laughs> this guy. <laughs> there's, there's a lot in Steve, uh, in Steven universe in Rebecca sugars, like notes and drawings and storyboards there's profanities all over him it's great <laughs> oh my god um i want to see that um hey, did you see that did you see i posted this past week the uh rebecca sugar donald glover comic-con yeah what year was that from 2013 wow a long time ago long time ago now um rebecca Sh well that performance is a little shaky um on numerous accounts i don't want to dog anyone on it but uh uh Rebecca Sugar, I was like, you know, you gotta have a lot of confidence to fucking bust out a ukulele and like improperly mic'd and sing into it in front of like thousands of people. That was <laughs> right with Donald Glover. With Donald Glover, yeah. <laughs> Although still emerging Donald Glover at this point, but I was very impressed with her. Um, but anyway, um, so then they go. Then eventually, they Jake turns into a car and they drive through the woods. They get on the train. You know, Sean was there and. This is the problem with stretchy powers because I think about this all the time. But it's like, dude, Sean just Sean was like almost tired of it and just went, dude, 
just stretchy into one big step and then just step in front of the train, stop it, and get the guy. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, with with stretchy powers is like so, maybe one of the ultimate superpowers because you can just do so much with it, you know. Um, but yeah, there's one episode I forget which one, but Jake does like a Terminator Two type thing where he stretches through a grate, which technically is not I, like I know that there was discussion among the crew on whether or not Jake was allowed to do it <laughs> and they they decided that it was funny so yes he is allowed to Terminator 2 which would mean that he could stretch into a completely separate piece yeah like he could disconnect himself and well, then reconnect himself yeah and this episode right so now Jake's a car he's driving now, I want to talk about the next scene because this is also almost sort of Terminator 2 is that they bring this guy, Pete Sassafras, into the jail. He's like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about, basically. Jake's already turned into a gun at this point, by the way, and punched him in the face. Now, <laughs> they're in the jail, punched him in the face, and then he goes, I, the guy's like, hey, I want, like, an attorney, right? Jake takes his hand, it goes back behind the guy, and he morphs his hand into a lawyer character. And the guy is, and then it has talking, it has its own voice, it even tricks the guy. And then they eventually laugh at him for being foolish enough to believe in this fake uh, Jake lawyer. Then the lawyer goes, get used to this, he's going to make this for 25 years. So now he's sort of a fellow inmate? And then later they go to leave and he goes, um, guilty, like he's the judge, but it's all the same character. It's kind of funny and weird, but also like really kind of disturbing at this point. Oh, yeah. Very disturbing. Uh, even more so because that never gets resolved. Pete Sassafras remains in prison. Yeah. <laughs> they they never come back to be like, oh, our bad. <laughs> I know. It's funny. And after that scene where they're being very disturbing, they go out and sit in the car eating donuts and go, you know, we should like become cops full time. We should just do like we are good at this. And then immediately everything starts to crumble. Um, when they I think BMO delivers the news that it wasn't blood it was jelly or no sauce tomato sauce tomato yeah. sauce then it was from pizza pizza sa- it wasn't saying pete sassafras or pizza pizza which is a weird name but yeah <laughs> and then and then and then we find out that it was really just the that lumpy space princess was in love with the pizza delivery guy and didn't want him to leave when she was staying at this hotel and it's like god damn it you're you're Romantic escapades get us again. And Jake says something similar to that. Um, this is ridiculous. Now, I have a question. At this point, I know this this was explained in a previous episode. Why is LSP in Candy Kingdom so much? She was kicked out of Lumpy Space. By who? By her parents? Yeah. Wow. Or Or she ran away from home because of a disagreement with them or something to that nature. Now, was it founded? I missed that. Was it, was it founded or was it her being, yet again, LSP about it? I don't remember. Ah, we'll watch it some other time. Pro- probably a mixture of both. Yeah. I think it was something that like a regular person would absolutely get upset about, yeah. um, but LSP made it the situation yeah. worse. <laughs> um, I have another question. Did you see the snail? <laughs> Did you see the smell? Did you see the smell? Did you see it? 
Yeah, I saw the snail. Did you <gasps> see the snail? I did see the snail. Hey, all right, play that theme song, baby. Looking in the scenery throughout the land of ooh, Eli's in wait for me and you. We saw the snail. We saw the snail. We saw the great we did it i snail was in the jail snail was in the jail it was quick but it was there it was pretty sizable i, I finished the episode and i was like fuck i didn't see a snail i said sean did you see a snail he said yeah i saw it i was like now did i did i miss like was it he, he said nick you publicly scolded me on air about this maybe two episodes he goes i will never say another thing about the snail so then i was like <laughs> laser focused on finding this goddamn thing I'm glad I did it. Like when you're really looking for it, I don't, have you have you done that on viewings where you're like, okay, I'm sitting down with a with a goal to see this snail, and then like you're watching the episode, but like you're scanning every scene, every shot. Yeah, yeah. we're we're like, if I start the episode with that in my mind, I cannot rest until I actually see it. Yeah, like I, it's it's distracting. Until the scene with the snail comes up. Big time. Okay, we're on the same page. Um, Miscellaneous Mania. I'm doing ear training. I've been doing ear training. Arpeggio? No. Yeah, um, Sean and my roommate, Corey, recommend to me. Now, you're not going to need to do this as someone basically has a master's in music, but I realized that I think I've said to you that ear training and remembering pitches that I just heard was not my strong suit. So <laughs> this this uh, app is kind of cool where it's like, it's basically ear training 101, but done digitally with an app and just so much more efficient. I was thinking back about ear training. I was like, you got like a 50 something year old guy teaching ear training and they like have a CD going and they're like, okay, track one, blah, blah, write it down. Was that a fifth or a sixth? You know what I mean? I was like, God, that was so dry. Now they got on an app and it's like basically like a video game. It's kind of good. Did you take ear training classes at Delaware? I did. I took ear training two or no, I took ear training one and two. Yeah. Pedagogically speaking, 
I don't think they those classes were very helpful. <laughs> no. Uh, as for being so late in the game in like someone's musical development, like if you're taking an ear training class for the first time at age 18 or 19 and you've been playing music for like 10 years at that point, like some things are going to be so confusing. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a, a big road we can go down. Um, we do in my household as I have two. I have a master's and a guy who's going to get his doctorate in music next year. We just talk about the merits of music education, as we've done with Sean probably on this show, um, I'm realizing. <laughs> <laughs> and just how weird it is. Um, they had my, my roommate had a um, class. It was like jazz theory. And they, they walked in and, and he was like, you guys have all taken crazy music theory like through four at this point. I think a lot of you have. And he's like, you've done four levels of your training. He goes, cool, I want you guys to write down um mary had a little lamb just from memory just write it down on paper and like half the class couldn't do it he was like now that's a problem (laughs) he's like you're you've got your ear training you've done all this crazy music theory and stuff but you can't just write you can't you you can't like put music in your head onto paper or like that's like probably the core thing you need to be able to do <laughs> synthesize music in your head into like yeah. into understand I mean, what it is that should really be taught at the same time reading music yeah. is but <laughs> but we don't do it i guess suzuki uh-huh. method is sort of like that right uh where it's like they play it and you're like that's how this sounds my fingers make those sounds like this suzuki method is very specialized um it it's it's for accomplishing certain goals. It's not. I wouldn't say it's a reliable holistic music. Yeah. Uh, method of of music. Well, how writing. do we? I really took us in a different direction uh, from <laughs> miscellaneous. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna push the eject button on that. Uh, <laughs> do we have any uh, good miscellaneous mania? Obviously, I loved knowing that was Muslim being the the Law and Order references were good. Um, this was a pretty rad. Guest spot for Jim Cumming. Oh, where? He he was the voice of um, one of the cops. He was the voice of Pete Sassafras and the pizza delivery guy. Ah. He's kind of like a a legend of voice acting. It sounded- He did a lot of Disney stuff. Yeah, I'm looking at his credits right now. I, I heard the voice and immediately was like, whoa, who's that? His voice, I like to think on a, like, on a scale of- John DiMaggio to Harvey Firestein. Jim Cumming is like right in the middle. Now here's something I, I was thinking. I don't. God, dude, we've done so many of these podcasts now. Sometimes I can't remember what are thoughts and what are things that we've discussed um, <laughs> on episodes at this point. Um, especially when it comes to anything cartoon related. But it's interesting to me that you think John DiMaggio, you think Tom Kenny, and you think um, Jim Cummings, and you think these are guys that make great voices and they do different things, but they're not. Like, like Melissa Villasenor, like I love her. I think she's hilarious. But like, she's really good, right? At like traditional impressionist, like nailing other people's voices, right? Like that's kind of one of her big strengths. But these other guys don't really do that. They just make up unique, like fucked up weird voices <laughs> that are interesting yeah. to listen to. And I feel like that's like a really interesting distinction, where it's not like, you know. She does the perf. It's not like Tom Kenny does. Like, oh, he does like the perfect uh, 
Wall Street bro or the perf- someone does XX does the perfect Valley girl or whatever, like the perfect archetypes. It's like, no, they do perfect weird askew characters or something. Do you know what I'm getting at? Yes. Yeah. And I just, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jim Cummings is great. He's, I mean, he does have a type that he does more often than others. It's usually like a, like a big gruff older male character, <laughs> which we got in um, this episode's cop. Yeah. yeah. And Pete Sassafras. And Pete. <laughs> nice. Any, uh, any uh, other? he's a, yeah. he does, um, the villain on OKKO. OK he's Lord Boxman on that show. Mm. He's great, but he doesn't do a whole lot anymore because he's, he's, He's kind of up there in age, I think. I think he's like maybe semi-retired or something like that. Yeah. yeah it's got to be it's a, cool that they got him. Yeah. I wonder if it's like a, I wonder if like once you become that much of a legend, you just get paid a fuck ton for every time you do a voice or yeah, I don't know what they make. I think it's like not that much though. <laughs> yeah. That's why they do a fucking million voices everywhere probably. Yeah. Um any other good pieces of trivia? Uh, not really. Yeah, I feel like we covered some good stuff. Yeah, uh, let's do a quick. Uh, did you see the mail? Oh, cool. Mail. Mail. Where did you Where did you get that mail sample from? America Online. Oh, that is it? That's the <laughs> titular? Yes. Wow, that's great. Um, Hit us with hey, it. All right, so we got a, we got a follow-up from our buddy Moktezuma about the random number generator. Yeah, I saw. Uh, so they sent us this program that can randomize episodes better than the method we were previously using. Yeah. Did you download but it? I can't, I can't do anything with it. And I'm assuming you can't either because we're both Mac users. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh. <laughs> the dreaded dot exe files. Shoot. Well, let's, I, I really was stoked about getting that email. Um, so let's, uh, we'll, we'll respond. Hopefully you heard this episode. Uh, Moktezuma, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you for for all that you have done. Um, unfortunately, I I cannot use it at this time. But I don't think this is dead <laughs> by any means. No. Uh, well, in the meantime, let's just go to our regular shitty random number generator to pick next week's episode. What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch? No, <laughs> no, no! Don't tell me it happened again. It we got episode sixty one, which is season three, episode nine, which was the first Fiona and Cake episode. Didn't we watch? We just did that we last did, week. Yeah. Wow, dude, this is getting weird. <laughs> That's a veto. Veto, veto, veto. One more time. What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch?
All right, this is a good one. We got <clears throat> episode 177, season six, episode 21, Dentist. Oh, I like I just, I just like the idea of dentists in the land of ooh. I've never seen this one, but I'm very excited. It's hilarious. I, this is one of those classic examples, I think, of some weird, random, like, 20th century tradition that somehow made it its way into the land of ooh a thousand years later. That just that concept terrible just, game of telephone. That that game just delights me so much. That that whole <laughs> that whole aspect. All right. Well, I, yeah, I had a lot of fun talking to you, Eric, this week. I hope everyone had fun listening. It was a, I was fired up this week about the fucking Robin Hood stock mess and how it felt. You know, I had some. Uh, just bringing this full circle. This had some, you know, you're speaking to some friends about it, and they're like, "Well, it's just like who? Ca-? It's just like a couple of redditors ran up a stock or two or nothing." I'm like, "No, this is the beginning of class warfare." Oh. I yeah, it just it really puts into perspective things for me. Where like, I am so poor, and rich people are so rich. I I literally had the thought. This, this is not a way to fix that. No, I literally. <laughs> well, I literally thought this week. I was just like, why do rich people need so much money? I was just. <laughs> makes uh, me mad. All right, I'm, I'm, makes I'm, me anxious. I'm leaving us on a a, a a weird note. I don't know why I didn't just say goodbye. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> good luck fighting the good fight out there. Yeah. Um. Great. On go to the go to the Apple store. Give Robin Hood one star. And then and give Adventure Guys five five stars. Five stars. We're not on the Apple store. No, we're in the the podcast app. So you're, you're going to have to click around your iPhone just a little bit. Just a tad. It's not a big deal. It'll take you like three minutes. Calm down. It's fine. It's easy. There. You, see, you just did it. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. I have to leave. <laughs> All right. Peace out, y'all. Bye. Bye.